Welcome to the Becoming Untangled podcast. We're your hosts, Chris and Lauren Worthington. We believe that happily ever after is earned through guts, grit, and grace. We are committed to taking massive inspired action and helping you discover your potential. Together, we will give you the tools, tips, and strategies for manifesting your goals and dreams. If you're ready to live, love, and laugh, then get ready to become untangled. Here we go. Welcome to the Becoming Untangled podcast. I am your host, Lauren Worthington, with... Chris Worthington, her amazing husband. And today we have a very special guest. Super special guest, Sandy Durezzo. Welcome, Sandy. Otherwise known as Hello Simplified. Welcome, yes. welcome. Thank you for having me. I am so excited for this conversation. I'm, I'm pumped because I got to tell you, organization is for sure something that I need help with. <laughs> Lauren not- reminds me every day of how unorganized... I am. It's true. Especially with my laundry. Oh my God. It really is. (laughs) So Sandy is local to the Portsmouth, New Hampshire area, um, but she's got some big plans coming up right now to relocate. Um, So currently, if you are local, you can check her out and we'll kind of give you some more info towards the end of this conversation of where to find her. Um, but if you're curious right now, it's uh, at Hello Simplified on Instagram. How can we find you on Facebook? At Hello Simplified Organizing. Awesome. Yeah. So welcome. Welcome, welcome. Okay. We want to know a little bit about who Sandy is yes. and really um, how you started. You were a former teacher. Mm-hmm. So if we want to like kind of just walk us through your college years to maybe when you met your husband and your teaching. So tell us a little bit about who Sandy is. Yeah. So I went to school to become an elementary music teacher. So I taught elementary school for five years, um, two years up in Lebanon, New Hampshire. I lived in Lebanon. I worked in White River Junction, Vermont. Uh, And then I came back down to this area where I grew up to move in with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, and his name is also Chris. That's not going to be confusing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I taught in Kittery Elementary Music for three years. And that's how we met. Yes, because I used to teach your daughter and your son. Yes, so cute. Oh my God. And that was really fun. Um, And then, so my third year of teaching, I decided to start a side hustle of being a professional organizer. And it was just really successful and I really loved being an entrepreneur. Um, So this school year was my first year full-time organizing, which was a huge step. Um, Yeah, we'll talk more about that later, some of the guilt behind leaving teaching and stuff like that. So were you, so I remember myself as a kid, like reorganizing my room and like changing it around. I would like thrived on change. There was nothing better than waking up you know, on a Monday after you changed your whole room around <laughs> that weekend, what was like little Sandy like? How did, did you, were you already an organizer or have like a thing for it then? I was not already an organizer. So I, I know that like, like Marie Kondo, she like organized her classroom as a kid mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but I, I definitely was organized with school. I remember I was, I can tell like I was an anxious kid because like in high school, I would not use my locker because I was so 
Like I needed to be so prepared. Like I still have nightmares still that I'm like in school and I forgot like my textbook and it's oh like the God. world is ending. So like a suitcase. <laughs> yeah. So my bag was always so heavy. So yeah, I definitely always liked being prepared, but um, my family held on to a lot of stuff. And I love them, but they did. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of stuff. And I remember um, I did like going through stuff, pulling everything out. I liked to arrange my room. But like in my family, like if I had trash bags of stuff to go, like my dad would go through the trash bags and be like, why are you getting rid of this? Like, this uh, is a great memory. Yeah. And like, you know, and, and so I didn't really like get the full like feeling of how good it feels to let go of stuff. And yeah. like, donating stuff in my house was okay I get a big bag of the clothes I don't want and then I see if my sister wants them and then I see if my mom wants them because yeah. you know in high school we're the same of size course, yes. um, and then if no one wants it it goes down the basement for the future quote unquote yard sale right so <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that we would never right. ever have oh my yeah. god that was like us for so long that we accumulated so much stuff and we're like we'll just have a yard sale we just never had the yard sale but we had it once and it yeah, it's like we thought we were gonna yeah it was a ton of work holy smokes so that's funny yeah <laughs> yeah so i think that and i've i've heard other organizers too that they grew up in homes where people there was just a lot of stuff being held on to yeah. so when i um lived on my own uh i started with poshmark i started selling clothes on poshmark cool. and i was like this is amazing like i love like the harder i work the more money i can make yes. um and that was like my first side hustle that sparked some joy. Yes. For you. <laughs> yeah. And I, I read The Life Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and that was awesome. That really got the idea in my head. Um, and I knew professional organizing was a thing from Hoarders, the show Hoarders, because yes, they yeah. always say, I'm a professional organizer specializing in hoarding. Um, so I knew that it was a thing. And um, once I started decluttering my whole house, I was like, this is amazing. I just want to keep like letting go of all this stuff. I looked into minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, then I read the life changing magic of tidying up. I started looking it up online, found some groups for people that wanted to start their own organizing business. And yeah, and it just, and it was boring. It went from there. That's amazing. That is yeah. totally that's like rad. That's legit. Kind of like looking back. Cause that's like one of the things I love to do that reflection piece is to really see all along you probably felt the need to want to organize but Mm -hmm. didn't know how at that young age. And you just kind of watched like, this doesn't really feel good to me. I don't want this to be my future. So then to make that jump and kind of teach yourself almost like unlock that passion. Mm -hmm. Um, Because what we don't know, we don't know yet. And then when it's born, now you've run with it. So tell us a little bit about how, so Hello Simplified, it started with you. Yep. And then now you've got a team. Yes. So, and I want me to tell you a little bit about what I actually do. Yes. So I have a team of six organizers right now and they're in Portsmouth. Um, And we'll talk more about what's going to happen once I move Mm -hmm. and what they're going to do. But so what we do, we go into clients' homes and work with them. And these clients are usually overwhelmed, stressed out, anxious. Um, They don't know where to start. They don't want to do it. They, you know, they need someone to motivate them and coach them through it. Um, and so we come in and we help them declutter, simplify, make things more functional, um, make things more aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so huge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and we definitely were patient. We really value patience. Um, zero judgment. That's really important. Um, we're not going to come in and judge anything about you because... 
you're a person, it's completely normal. Like people always think that they're not normal, but it really is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After seeing so many homes, like, no, like it's totally, you're, you're totally fine. You're yes. okay. Like yeah. this is normal. Well, that's not like what's, what are we comparing to? There's no perfect right. home. The perfect it's fake Pinterest. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where there's no crumbs or dog hair. Or yeah. I always wish they would have a before and after picture on those like perfectly staged pictures. What it looks like for the picture and then what it looks like about two hours after the camera crew leaves. Right. Yeah. You know it's not looking the same. Yeah. yeah. It's like when we staged our home. It was like, wow, these pictures are great. But like, this is not our house. This is not what it looked like. Right. It's so clean. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you come into your client's home and you're a patient and you have um, obviously a set of things I'm sure that your organizers go through. You help them with their overwhelm and their, yep. um, and their needs, I'm sure, at that point. Like for you, what's the the most fun part of the organizing process? Uh, well, I love the transformation. And I think that's why I liked my, my husband to make fun of me, why I liked hoarders so much before I knew I wanted to be an organizer. He's like, you're so weird. He's like, you get all like anxious during the show. And then at the end you like feel so much like relief and you're like happy of the transformation. <laughs> like, yeah, that's really true. Actually. <laughs> it like reduces my anxiety by seeing it. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so I love the transformation, but I really love, just like the connection like it's yeah. not necessarily the organizing but just yeah making like i'm making friends with my clients and like they're so grateful all the time and i love that that's yeah. awesome so we talked a little bit uh last weekend we went and got coffee sandy and i and i said what's who's your ideal client and right like do you have a certain age group that you focus on or anything like that so i loved your answer <laughs> can you share that with the audience yes listeners? i love working with senior citizens and women so particularly like age 65 to 75 um yeah i just really and i didn't know that before i just learned that through having a lot of clients that mm -hmm. were that age and yeah i just really connect with with them for some reason and um they are they're like super grateful they're like oh my gosh you like know how to google something you can like lift a box <laughs> like it's, just, it's awesome and i yeah i just i, I love them. and i would imagine their transformation too because like you think about all those years of all the things that they've one gone through uh of things they've held on to that they don't mm -hmm. know how to let go of that's like you're hitting that prime age where they're probably being like I want to feel a little bit more free yes so that transformation has to be huge compared to maybe somebody just starting out in a home exactly yeah and um a lot of my clients that I I guess my ideal client someone that's like just retiring and they're like looking around their house and being like oh crap like <laughs> look at all this yeah. stuff <laughs> like I you know I haven't really noticed it when I've been working and it's almost like they're they have to be ready and they want like it's almost like an, it's a new chapter, a new life. They're retired. They want to let go of all that stuff from the past and live their, their best life forward. <laughs> I absolutely love that because that is such a huge step in people's lives, when they, especially when they retire. And decluttering, I feel when we decluttered a lot, it was so freeing. Mm -hmm. So I can only imagine like stepping into your new retirement life and then having all that decluttering and organization. I must feel just so cloud nine. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, they do. I mean, we've been to a million trainings, but we've heard a lot of people talk about, I think Tony Robbins even said like, if you can get rid of, you know, two bags a weekend, think of the abundance that you're allowing in. Mm -hmm. So if you let stuff go and it's almost like that same relationship with money, it comes in, it goes out. It's like that beautiful dance. Right. So if you can do that with 
even just the things around you. Because I know when I'm creative, like my best moments are if things are tidied up. Mm -hmm. Where I don't have, I can shut the laundry room door for sure. But if my desk is piled and there's cups and things everywhere, I'm not, I'm not inspired. Right. So it, it does play, I would imagine everybody must feel that oh, way. Oh, for sure. How can you yeah. really be right. super effective? So you mentioned financial, and so Sandy, I wanted to kind of give you the floor on that. Yeah, so you also piece. have another piece of your organization. Would you care to discuss about that? Yes. Yeah, so I added financial organizing, which is pretty much financial coaching. Um, and I'm, yeah, I'm just super passionate about personal finance also. So I wanted to incorporate that. And having been a teacher, like it's just another part of your life where it's really important to be organized. So I can help um, with the whole senior citizens. I can help them get their bill payment online um, because that you know that prevents a lot of like paper clutter and um, just making it easier for them to look everything up um, but then I also can work with like people in their late 20s that are ready to like adult with finances and make their first budget and I feel like with the organizing and with the personal finance like I feel like I can relate to my clients because I wasn't always that way mm -hmm. Like I know I always liked money and like, like yeah. I had like a pet sitting business and, um, but I definitely like did not always have a budget. Um, I remember my, one of my best friends had a budget and I was like, that is crazy. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's really like a budget really is about being more in control and I like to be in control yeah, yeah. and know where your money's going and not have to stress out about it. Yes. And um, especially with student loan debt and like having a plan and right. just knowing like, okay, this might all seem super overwhelming, but my goal is to save extra money and it's going to go towards this student loan and this student loan only. And you, you have focus and you know, like where you're going instead of just kind of aimlessly around. being out there which i feel <laughs> yeah. like so many people do that and it's one of those things that finances nobody talks about right it's mm -hmm. like nobody really wants to go in there and i think a lot of what you pointed to in your when you go into the home and you don't pass that judgment in your patience i'm sure people are looking for that so i think that's mm -hmm. a huge value for people out there especially yeah. you know, on the financial side of it for well, that organizational that for purpose sure. you know not that i'm trying to override yeah. what you're saying but i remember when my dad was like oh you can um, use our financial planner, his financial planner. And Chris was, and I was just like, Chris was like, yeah, if you want to. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> that's like super intimidating. But for you, I know you, you're the way you hold yourself and the, like you on social media, who you are on social media is who you are in person. You're yeah, creating that trust. Sure. And I think that's one thing, no offense to financial planners, but like, I think that's the piece that might be missing to some people is that it's personal and it really needs to be like a building, like trustful relationship. And I think you definitely have that. Yeah, yeah so, for sure. When right? Financial coaching really needs to come before financial planning because financial planning is like investing your money. But if you don't have money saved, then you, you yeah. should, you know, you can't invest it. So yeah, the coaching, it's like the stuff that we all should like learn in high school that we don't, you know, right? making a budget, where that. to put your money. Balancing a checkbook. Yeah. I never knew how to do that. And it's I mean, so. 
checkbooks, do we even use those anymore? Like, we do. honestly, like, I feel like everything is so credit card. <laughs> I use the credit card, app, yeah, which right. is great. Well, there's apps, but I'm just saying back then I'm dating myself, but that's, <laughs> it's like, you know, finance 101 that we, right. nobody gets it. Like you can't just get a credit card and spend all of the money on it. It's not free. Right. <laughs> like, you know, you have to actually pay that back. I mean, you alluded to it a little earlier, which was that, you know, you wish you had something like that in school and you know, that's a whole other topic, but I agree. I wish that we did have that in school because I'm sure I would have made so many different decisions moving forward in my adult life than I did, you know, when it was just like, oh, it's the weekend, let's go spend that money and go hang out and have fun. But, um, so that's, I love that part, the financial part. I think that's so cool. I think so many people could totally use that for sure. Yeah. I guess I want to go back to a little bit about when you're, you're, so you're a teacher at one point and you make this leap into entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. That must've been scary as shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> how do you leave this super secure job with benefits and everything else and retirement and go out on your own? I'm so curious to know about that. Yes. <laughs> um, so part of my decision that kind of had me do the leap that I'm super grateful for was because we knew that we wanted to move. So that's like kind of what I told the school was that, you know, I'm not going to be teaching this year because I'm moving. And then like some stuff got delayed. Like I had ankle surgery. My sister had a baby. Like So, so life, now it's like, happens, yeah, so. it's like almost yeah. end of the school year and I'm moving. Um, but that's kind of how, you know, my husband and I were like, okay, well, let's just try, like, let's just try you being full time here while you like have a bunch of clients and everything. And if it works, then we can continue and you can see if you want to go back to teaching, but like you don't have to. So I feel like otherwise I never, I don't think I ever would have had the courage to leave um, teaching full time. Like I would have maybe done like two or three days a week, um, but I just did it. And yeah, I've been, I'm big with budgeting. So I've been tracking and my yeah. goal um, has been to make at least as much as I do teaching and like every month I've made more than I did teaching um, and I'm doing like three hour sessions so there's a ton of flexibility um, mm-hmm. and that's just a great part about it and I'm definitely a, a hard worker and I, I, I love the aspect of the harder I work you know, the more money I can mm-hmm. make the bigger my company can grow um, I love learning new things. So a lot of it is the actual business part of it and not the actual organizing, but I love that <laughs> luckily. Yeah. And if you have your own business, like it really is so much about the business and not what you're actually doing, what your business is about. <laughs> yeah. No, um, you're so right. Yeah. I think that, I don't know if that answered your question. Yeah, Absolutely. Totally no, that, was, that was like a home run answer, oh, not just perfect. an answer. It was like so cool. <laughs> well, I, I love that because like, there's a lot of people out there that have a secure job that really have a side hustle and they kind of don't really know when to make that leap. And it sounds like, you know, you had a lot of support in your corner and that's mm-hmm. huge. I think people overlook that. Having a good support network and getting yeah. out there is, is so huge when you're in entrepreneurship. Well, I think what you said that struck me was you made the choice. And uh, this is what I talk about all the time. You know, whether you're going to stay full-time teaching and having a side hustle, but you make a choice, it's either going to be a hobby mm-hmm. or it's going to be a business. Right. There's really no in between. Right. And so once you start taking yourself seriously, you have to actually declare it, make that choice, and then everything else is to follow. Because you can't, what I don't like to see what happen to people is that they delay it and delay it because they're scared that it might not work. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know if you don't try? And right. that's one thing that I love that you said is like, well, we just kind of all lined up. Wasn't the perfect ideal situation, but you did it. And right. now look, you've proven yourself over and over and over that you're on the right yeah. path. 
And so. I was very, very fortunate that my husband was so supportive yeah. because that's a, I mean, that's a big part of it. Like for sure. I'm not living just for myself. Like I have a family and he's <laughs> my whole future, you know? So, um, yeah, it's really, really grateful for that. So a lot of our listeners, um, who are definitely in the direct sales, we talk a lot about people not supporting them. Mm-hmm. So did you have any, I guess, naysayers or maybe any people haters? who are just like, or, or maybe the family that didn't understand that your choice of leaving a teaching job, you know, or that you went to school for and like, <laughs> yeah. this is what you're supposed to do. Right. Or so society says. Um, well, I know it comes from a place of love, but, um, yeah, I think my parents at first were a little hesitant because um, they did help pay for a lot of my education. I got my bachelor's and my master's in teaching. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't know if they uh, thought that I was like wasting my education, but yeah, they're just worried that, I mean, it's a big, yeah, it is a big risk and um, leaving a full-time, yeah, a full-time job with benefits and everything. Um, but I think I've proved to them oh, that yeah. I can do it. And I, at the same time, I don't think that I need to prove to them that I can do it, you know, because everyone, if, if anyone is against what I'm doing, a lot of times it, other than like my family who just wants the best for me, it might have to do with themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like I think I, I keep worrying like, oh, are, are the teachers like judging me? But it's like, if they're judging me, then maybe they wish that they had done something exactly. like that. Yeah. So yeah, I just need to do what's What's best for exactly. me and my family? Stay in your own lane, and and honestly, even your your education really is the, all that. That's a success right there yeah. because mm-hmm. it's leaping you into this business model. Because, quite frankly, you have that knack, like that early. Um, what's the word? Like from the beginning, you've been a teacher and a leader, mm-hmm. and you and still so are. You Ironically, are. you are a, teaching yeah. in a different way. You're teaching yeah. your clients. You're te- you're building a team and teaching them and teaching yourself. And you know, there's the whole thing goes together. So it, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not exactly what we fit into our our little box of right. you know, you go to school for this and then you do that. Yeah, and I'm so I I am so grateful that I had my education. Um, and I remember even like in college one day I like freaked out. I was like, I can't be a music teacher and I was like looking at everything else to do and like I just never had something else that I really wanted to do and was passionate about. So it's like I couldn't have just not been a teacher and done organizing because I didn't even know that I wanted to do that. Yeah. You know, so like gave me the time to figure that out and then I was able to leave and like um, teaching doesn't make that much. So <laughs> it was like, it's an easy goal to like try to make as much as I do teaching. Um, and working with clients, like I definitely use those skills. Like, I think it's funny because I think the compliment, I guess I get the most from my clients is how patient I am. And I'm like, I'm not patient with you. Like, I don't have to be patient with you because I was an elementary music teacher. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I feel so calm right now. Like, I, I don't have to try to be patient, right, you right. know? Just comes natural. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I think, like, explaining to them and understanding, like, not, ever, not, not everything comes naturally to someone. Like, just because I think that it's, like, common sense does not mean that it's common sense. So, just understanding that. And that's with, like, the non-judgment thing, like... It's okay for you to ask questions. Yeah. Like, it, 
yeah, just because it seems simple to me, it could be confusing to you or you've never heard it and that's okay. And just having that mindset of... And some people need to hear it over and over and over. And in know, different ways. In different ways. And, and yeah. the same thing in our business. It's like you could be focused on, you know, maybe your upline or this one leader, but they're two weeks later you're going to a different training and they're saying the same thing but somebody else is saying it and you're like mm -hmm. oh my god you had the epiphany right. <laughs> it's all I think about timing and just when you're actually ready to, to embrace it mm -hmm. it all just kind of works out alright so I want to ask what is the best advice that you think you've ever received okay so it's actually from my parents my parents taught me this um, and it's a big part of who I am. It, some people could see it as a negative. Some I'd like to see it as a positive. But it's if you don't know, ask. So oh. that I really think that that has helped me my whole life a lot. My parents taught me that early. Um, I'm sure I annoyed a lot of classmates growing up because I <laughs> I even call myself like the question girl. Like I like I'll go with my husband. And I'll be like, wait, what's in this flavor of ice cream? What's this? Like, I just, ask. I always ask. Yeah. And I've learned so much. And like, even with clients, like I'll be like spelling stuff out and I'm always like, like I'll ask them to like affirm that I'm spelling it correctly, you know, cause I don't want to mess it up. Like, yeah. I don't know. Just, you learn so much and like not being afraid of being judged if you ask something. Yeah. Well, so I think that's so powerful. Our so son powerful. does that. So he, just for a surgery, an example, he literally asked the entire question and this whole, I just kept seeing this circle just go around and around like, yeah, we already answered that. Oh, we're asking in a different way. Oh, you're asking in a different way. <laughs> then you're asking the doctor and the nurse. And, but in his brain, you could see he had to connect the dots. Mm -hmm. And until he did that, he wasn't done. Mm -hmm. And I, we just embrace it because I'm like, that's a, that's brilliant to me yes. to hit, you know, the, whatever you're looking at and questioning it in 18 different ways, mm -hmm. that I think is what makes you successful. I have to imagine it gives you a whole, a whole new level of insight too, because you're asking so many questions that things are going to naturally arise that maybe you didn't even consider, mm -hmm, you know, definitely. what it is that this person truly wants. If you hadn't have asked or structured that question appropriately, it probably wouldn't have come out in the right way. Right. But, um, I guess so. So in that same vein, if you were, if looking back, what advice, if any, would you give to yourself as you're starting out in entrepreneurship? I'm starting out entrepreneurship. Hmm. <clears throat> well, there's always the work-life balance aspect. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. So I, I guess telling myself that... Because um, I've always had this idea that like I might not be the best at something, but I'm like the hardest working. So like I can, like I can just push myself so hard, but like knowing like, okay, what's, what's most important? Like I am talented. I do have skills. Um, I can do like, it's like the work smarter, not harder. Like I need to practice that, like limiting how much I'm working so that I'm not burning myself out so that I'm still like Focusing on like why what is the reason I started this business mm -hmm. in the first place? Is it so that I would work on it 24-7 and like not have a life and be miserable? Like, no, that's definitely not yeah. why I did it. You know, and I I've put into place now recently that I, you know, I have my admin day and then I have two three-hour chunks in the rest of the week that I can work on stuff. And I found like I'm getting just as much done because I'm being like, okay, I only have three hours. Like, what's really important? What do I really need to work on? Um, so yeah, just 
that is that's how we roll. That's really good advice, actually. Not not for nothing, but and you pick your hard things first. That's what. Yes. So if we have like our time block, and it's only two hours. It's like yesterday we made our right. list. It's like okay, well we have to be out of the house this time, so let's work backwards. Do the hard things first, get mm-hmm. them done. So then, and then I was like, oh, well, actually, I can make a couple calls while we're in the car. And, it just starts to open your mind up because you've got those hard things done first. Right. That, or not even hard, but the most important. Right. That you really need whatever resources. And not um, only that, but I mean, clearly it's working. You're having success and yeah. that's huge. And as a result of that success, you want to tell everybody where you're moving? Yeah, I'm moving to Raleigh, North Carolina. Woo! Oh my God, I'm so jealous. <laughs> that is so <laughs> awesome. So your business obviously is you have organizers that are going to remain here. Is that correct? Yes. That's so, amazing. So you're going to be able to move and your business is still going to be up and running. Yes. So I'm going to have two locations. So yes, yeah, so I have my six organizers here and I've um, been working with them. They've been like shadowing me for a while, getting ready. Um, I have like a lead organizer and some junior organizers. Um, so yeah, so that's been great. Like writing out everything that like all my standard operating procedures and stuff, yeah. which like that is, I did not want to do that, but the hardest part is starting. So then once I start, right. sometimes I'm just like putting a title in a document and being like, okay. <laughs> yeah. You tell you have a starting point, Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> the, um, just the, yeah. So now I'm going to start a new location in Raleigh. Um, hopefully, oh, I, I know I will have another team there. Um, yeah, and just kind of manage the Portsmouth team virtually. And I do like Zoom calls with my um, assistants and Love everything. That. Yeah, and I do have a virtual aspect of it too. Like I can do like DIY plans for people virtually and have them show me their house online. And um, the financial stuff can all be done virtually. So that's, that's, cool. that's great too. Yeah, so yeah. that's. That's huge. That's absolutely amazing. And I love that model because you're not, just because you're in a location does not mean you're not accessible. Exactly. So people, even if you're in Kittery or Portsmouth or you're in California, for, for instance, it really doesn't matter because now if our audience is hearing this, they could reach out to you and no matter where you are, you can help them financially exactly. or you can at least have your team assist them organizationally in their home, which yeah. is just tremendous. So I guess I have to ask this, what does the final like success look like for you? Um, I know obviously when we start out in business, we have an idea of what success is. Often that changes. Like for you today though, what do you think that is? So for the near future, my big vision, um, because I'm 29, so within a couple of years, we're going to try to have a family. So my big goal and vision is that when I am pregnant and have my kid and everything that I could just be like managing my team because you know when I'm like seven eight months pregnant it's gonna be hard to be organizing and lifting boxes yes you know so and if I was just on my own I would just we just have to rely on my husband's income and cut back and that'd be really stressful right um I love the budget so I gotta keep it yeah um so that yeah that'd be like that'd be amazing to be able to just manage my team and have them working for me and maybe I make a little bit less but I'm still you know having people out there and be able to have a maternity and it's an extension of your vision it's an extension of you Mm -hmm. when you have other people kind of working that same um that your same vision and that's pretty powerful you'll be able to sit back or that's what was happened with us when we were on vacation it's like oh my gosh we're making money right now and we're on vacation that's (laughs) like 
once that starts happening, you really have those ahas like, okay, you don't actually want to stop because right. it's so powerful, but then you know you have to have your boundaries, mm -hmm. which I think is super, super, super important, um, making sure that you have your boundaries of not being a power worker 24-7. Right. So what do you do like for yourself? Because that's one thing I do talk <laughs> a lot about, you know, making sure people have like their daily intentions. So whether it be, you know working out, eating, going out to lunch with your friends, taking a bath, reading a book. What are, what are some of the things that Sandy must do for herself to make sure you're sane? You're sane. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely started reading more. Um, being a student, like growing up, I only read like what we needed to for yes. school. So like now reading for myself has been really awesome. And I find that like putting down my phone, and not doing social media stuff like really helps my anxiety and yeah so trying to read um definitely hanging out with my pets is yeah. awesome I have a, a poodle and two cats um and going for walks is great I love going for walks with my husband um yeah and that's part of part of, a big part of why we wanted to move to somewhere a little warmer is that we could go on walks year-round because in the winter we're like bums no, and don't, don't want to go out no. for like half the year so there is I take a lot of inspiration from just being outside mm -hmm. and you're gonna have that at your beck and call which yeah. is so we're gonna put ourselves in your suitcases yeah, <laughs> yeah right seriously the or at least come in, we're, gonna, we're gonna come down and visit for oh sure oh my god yeah <laughs> um so we did talk a little bit about um like your networking so when you move to Raleigh what is that gonna look like for networking because I know people sometimes will say like well, I don't know anybody mm -hmm. or I've run out of people, which I think is crazy because I, you meet somebody every single day that you've never met before, mm -hmm. you know? So what is that going to look like? What's your intention when you get down there? What, what sort of networking? Yeah. So that's a will you be big doing? focus for me. Um, because I am an introvert and I found that with teaching that I'm like, oh, maybe I'm a lot more introverted than I thought. And I'm like a music teacher to 400 kids a week. <laughs> like, uh, so, but I have to, I have to challenge myself and I have to remind myself just like when I used to like sing in front of audiences, like the more I do it, the easier it's going to be, the less nerve wracking it's going to be. I have to practice doing it. Um, and I've taken courses and one of the courses basically said like, the most important thing you can do is make connections and be part of your community. And I started doing that in Portsmouth only a few months ago. And I've lived in this area my whole life. And like these last few months, I felt more connected than I ever have my whole life. <laughs> because crazy. I, yeah, because awesome. I started reaching out to people. Yeah. I started like knowing shop owners and just, yeah, people around the community. Um, you actually so, got out from behind your computer and yes. actually met people where they're at and saw their businesses. That's yeah. pretty amazing. And that's so fun. That I feel like that's like the fuel to the fire because you meet so many like-minded people or somebody who can teach you something. You can take that piece mm -hmm. with you no matter what either shop they own or bring right. more, whatever. I mean, look at our connection. Yeah. You know, like that's just, that's the power of all of it. Um, but I love that, that you're going to get out and... Force yourself, which I think, again, is part of that, is stepping outside your comfort zone because yes. that's where the magic happens. Yeah. I love the, um, the fact that everyone has a story, too, in their journey. So by doing that, you're meeting these, home, um, these owners and the clients, you're getting to know their story a little bit better. And I think that makes us all better when we do that. Yes. You know, so that's important. And connections make people happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like for sure. Having close for connections. Sure. And, yeah. So one piece of networking right now is the hottest topic out there, social media. 
Um, but I love that you have a balance between the two. So mm-hmm. being out and meeting people and then growing your social media. I know we spoke about it where you're growing it organically and yes. same as myself. So I love that. Can you speak to that just a little bit about how you run your social media? Yeah. So, and again, in some of these courses, like you want to focus on like before I took the course, I wanted to do like Facebook ads to get followers. And, um, the person who ran the course basically said like, what's your end game? Like what's your goal? It's to get more clients and build more revenue. So it doesn't matter how many followers you have. Like it matters that the followers you have are like genuine and are actually getting you to your goal. So like if you run a Facebook ad and you're focusing on getting more clients, then you're automatically going to get more followers. It might not be a ton of followers, but they're going to be like the ones that really count. Um, Yeah. And there is a balance. So to not get overwhelmed by social media. So like I use um, Planoly for Mm -hmm. Instagram. It's awesome. I used to do like seven days a week. Now I'm down to posting three days a week because uh, and just like trying to do stories more because stories yes. are lots of yeah, they are, they're so yeah. fun. They are fun. I, I think like... that's why you have to be having fun when you're this when you're doing stories yeah. for sure. And and focusing on um, like with my Instagram, like people that follow me, they don't have to follow me just because they might become a client. Like I have stuff that has to do with our community in general. Like on Facebook, I'll post like upcoming events that are interesting mm-hmm. to me, like a ukulele concert, or, like Worth mm-hmm. of Libraries doing a clothing swap, like stuff like that in the community. Um, call, like commenting on and complimenting other businesses, um, articles that might be interesting. Like you don't have to be another organizer or be want to have an organizer to follow me. I feel like it's more difficult yeah, trying to that. be something else. It sounds like you're just being so authentically you Thank that you. it's just easier, right? Yeah, like yeah. I think that's the thing. When you're just being you, when you're just documenting yourself and your journey, it's so much easier, I feel like, than trying to be like something else mm-hmm. because you're never going to be that something else. Well, and I think what's attractive, I know to myself, I like to follow people who I like, know, and trust. And I might not know you personally, but if I'm watching your stories and I feel like you're showing you know, yourself with makeup, without makeup, sweaty, right. not sweaty, <laughs> having a good day, having a bad day, you're showing all of it because there are our own little reality shows, but it's not just all you know, buy me, buy me, work with me, work with me. Right. You're kind of giving everybody your lifestyle. Yes. And then they will remember, that's the one I want to go work with. Sandy's, hello, simplified, I'm going to call her. Right. And that's the beauty of what I think you're completely building, which is what I was like, yes, I love her. Like, we have <laughs> to get her over for the podcast. <laughs> um, so... A little bit back on the social media stuff and investing in yourself. You talked a little bit about courses. I know what I did. I spent a lot of money getting ready to get ready, which I found some of them <laughs> helpful, some of them not. What tips would you give our listeners to sort of focus on when we're like, there's so many courses, easy, like you can just go right on Instagram actually and sign up for, you know, money makeover and this and that. Right. How do you choose which one's right for you what would you say to focus on yeah um a lot of it is the connection like who do you vibe with watching some of their instagram stories beforehand because that is a big part like you want to feel like you know them before Mm -hmm. you work with them and um yeah you want to agree with what they're saying i mean for me i 
took courses on professional organizing specifically. So um, I liked that because if I had just taken like a general marketing class, like it wouldn't be specific enough for me. So if there is like a course out there that is specific for what you're doing, I think that is great. Um, and then with some networking stuff, like I do like Rising Tide is great. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of wedding people, but not all wedding people. Um, and that's, that's great to network with all different types of people. Um, so something like that situation, because like we talked about like client interactions and stuff like that can be great, but to have a really specific course, um, thinking about your industry. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Cause there is so many and it kind of goes up and down. It's like, you know, our team that were our company that we became a part of had like strategies in place and duplication so we had everything at our hands but I still was missing that money story piece I carried mm -hmm. a money story with me so I instead of really focusing and putting my money on maybe somebody like you as a financial coach I went to the other things yeah I went to I need the Instagram training I needed this and the that when really now full circle we're back to the financial piece, mm -hmm. which I'm like, man, <laughs> I've been wasting so much yeah. time, but that's my story and that's the journey. Right. So now my advice to people too is always like, just slow down and figure out what's, what's your end goal mm -hmm. and kind of work backwards from there. What's going to get you there? Really understanding that it's a business or do you want to do this as a hobby, which is one thing, or do you want to do it as a business and create something? Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people are still in that in between and that's okay. Take your time. Um, but don't just throw your money out there. Make sure, like you said, no, right. like no one trusts the person you're giving your money to. Cause yeah. man. So I guess we're kind of winding down and I have a fun question for you now. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it has nothing really to do with anything um, we were talking about, but I figured because you were a background in music that this question would be kind of fun to ask. Yes. So it's a That's two a part question. Okay. I'm getting <laughs> <All right>. nervous. <laughs> <laughs> if you started a band today, what type of music would you play? Oh my gosh. Well, my whole dream growing up was to be a singer-songwriter. So, um, <laughs> indie pop. <laughs> nice. Ukulele voice, some piano. That's pretty much what I did on my albums. Like oh my God. Albums. That, that is awesome. so legit. All right. You have your band. What would you name it? Oh man. Well... My band in fifth grade was called Magenta Skies. Oh, <laughs> that's so cool. I that's like that. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, right? Where can we buy that album? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, it is hard to name something. <laughs> yeah. I named my car pretty quick, but. Why not? Like, band. highly organized. Yeah. You know, you could do something like that. So, I love that. He asked me that same thing. Um, like, what was it? Like, what would you, what's one talent you wish you had and mm. I really wish that I was Lady Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> like, completely. Is that a talent now? It must be a talent. But Lady like Gaga her, is a like she, how she un she knows music inside yeah. out and she's just the way she sings and now she's like an actor. She's got like she's the whole package to me. And yeah. so sometimes I believe that I'm her even though I probably break all the windows. Oh, <laughs> yes, and your drum bleeding. But I also wish that I had learned the uh, violin. Mm. Yeah, that's Something such a beautiful that's like sound not normal yeah. that most people don't learn that and so Chris is like never say never but that's overwhelming to even think about that. <laughs> so that's great yeah. I love that yes. so where can people find you um which I think is huge because yes. you are 
an amazing person. Just okay, I'm like sad that she's awesome. moving. I know. Seriously, <laughs> we're gonna but. move. We're gonna move. We're gonna move with you. We're gonna okay. move down to Raleigh. No, but where can people find you? Yeah. Yeah. So my website is www.hello-simplified.com, and then on Instagram it's at Hello Simplified. On Facebook it's at Hello Simplified Organizing, um, and on my website there's links to all of that, Pinterest and everything too. And we'll also put those in our little show notes. So in case you are driving, listening to this podcast, we'll pop those in the show notes. So everybody will know where to find you. How did you come up with the name Hello Simplified? Oh, so much pain. <laughs> <laughs> I, so I used to be Seacoast Simplified. Okay. And then I, you know, discovered or that we wanted to move. And yeah. I was like, I need a name for both. Um, it was like three excruciating days of anxiety, like trying to think of every name. And I knew I wanted Simplified in it um because it really is about simplifying and letting go of stuff and not necessarily just organizing um so i kept thinking of like something simplified like all these different things and then i think it was like taking a shower and i was like hello simplified and i was like oh, hello simplified <laughs> I was like, I love it. I was like that is perfect it's so awesome I so love it. Isn't that funny when it finally comes because when we were inspiration creating, hits you in yeah the yeah sometimes. well we yeah. had been brewing this podcast for I don't know, four years talking about it, talking yeah. about it, never really put the, you know, pedal to yeah, the we just, gas. Yeah, we just, we always, had, a, always had an excuse, I guess. But we always talked about, I kept, I always wrote out Becoming Untangled. Yeah, because I love it. Because part of my story is that, like, I felt so tangled with all these life events that had happened to me. I never dealt with any of them, never spoke about them, was very quiet about it. But once I went first, like you said, like you, you're, the reason why you love what you're doing or maybe teaching the financial pieces because you've gone through the trenches yes. of it and I think that's where the power mm -hmm. is when you become that best teacher because you've gone through it exactly so I kept writing becoming untangled and finally we were like let's just make that choice and we went for it and your story totally matches that becoming yeah, untangled love piece mm -hmm. love because it. it's just uncovering yourself and your passions and then being that guiding light for other people which is huge and you've got to go first yeah. If you, you know, go first and the rest will Heck follow. Yeah. And I related so much to your podcast when I was Yay. listening to it before. <laughs> and when I met with you, I'm like, oh my gosh, you like have so much in common. Yes, we do. This is like the perfect time for me to be on your podcast. I know. Well, we're going to have you on again yeah. for sure. Because oh, when you were absolutely. down there, I want to hear all about it and how yes. you're manifesting abundance down there. And we maybe we'll fly down and we can do the podcast. That would be live legit. There. <laughs> yes. Great. So awesome. Sandy, thank you so much, so much, so much for coming here and uh, giving so much great advice and uh, sharing your yeah, story with everyone in our audience. We just really, really uh, are super grateful to you and appreciate your story. So yeah. thank you. Thank you so much. All this right, guys, so go check her out. You do not want to miss it. Hello Simplified. You've got to go check her out. First of all, you're going to love her Instagram feed, like completely thank obsessed you. Amazing. She's the best. And then you're going to want to go clean, tidy <laughs> yes. up, yes. get some pictures going. <laughs> But no, thank you so much. Thank you. Good luck with everything. Thank you. All right. <laughs> A huge hug to all of you who have taken the time out of your day to listen in. My hope is that you've taken away some nuggets and feel inspired to become untangled and be the leader of your life. It would mean the world to me if you share this episode with a friend. You can also head on over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating. We would be so grateful. Remember, you have to love yourself so much, so deep in your soul, to love anyone else thereafter.